Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome back to the 750. I am your O, RG Ochoa. He is your 75, two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, taking a big swig of coffee as I say that right now. The one and only Tony Casillas, TC, what up? How much cream I'm, is in there? Um, I usually get three Splendas and extra scam. Holy crap. Yeah. Three Splendas? Right on. Oh, yeah. So uh, then I'd get the double shot espresso. So there's a, there's a whole lot of energy in there. When you, yeah. uh, when you put the Splendas, do you grab all three and shake them and put them in at once, or do you go one at a time? Uh, well, it depends on the, 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 what the, the barista at the uh, local. Uh, I think they do it that way. But I do. It's funny because I have a cured maker, and I am so weird because, I, and you know this, that I actually have a cup of coffee, and then I will go to either Starbucks or Dunkin' and get my double shot of espresso, and then I'll do Today, I'll do the show, and then I'll get ready to go work out. So I don't know. I, I, I'm wasting money, but it's a routine. I mean, uh, we're all creatures of habit, and, uh, and ultimately what matters the most. Um, but I am excited today because the Mavericks uh, disintegrated the Jazz last night. So I'm a little extra, got a little bit extra hop in my stat uh, because what they did last night dismantled Utah Jazz. So it, all is good here in, uh, if you're in the DFW Metroplex. It was an awesome game, um, and right as Luca kind of took off in supernova mode, mm. the Rangers beat the Astros, uh, which bummed me out. But again, if you're a DFW person through and through, uh, it was a great Monday night for you. Um, the Nets were eliminated. A lot of people rooting against the Nets. So it's just a, a good, good time to be a sports fan right now. You know, it's, this is a good week. And you mentioned the Nets. Isn't that seem like that that's such a team that's over, just under, under cheese, it seems like, and and I, I love watching the Boston Celtics. I mean, people don't watch the Boston Celtics and even the Mavericks. They play, I mean, they rotate, they play good mm -hmm. defense, and that's exactly what Boston did. So I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't I haven't watched a lot of NBA basketball because I can't. I've mentioned this on our podcast. I can't get right. it because of Valleys as a as a contract. So it's good to be able to watch the uh, watch the playoffs. So um, even more excited this week because we got the NFL draft coming up and uh so a lot of speculation going on because I know you got your mock draft. I know that I'm going to follow you. Everyone needs to watch you or need to follow you on Twitter. And everybody needs to believe RJ Ochoa because he's doing his own mock draft and he's going to tell us today who he thinks the Cowboys are going to draft. Tony is a liar. Uh, I don't have a mock draft. That's not my thing. Um, but I do have a favorite option. I want the Cowboys to take Ken Young Green, the guard out of the greatest school in the world, Texas A&M University. Um, we did a video for that uh, over on the Block of the Boys YouTube channel where we'll be all throughout the draft. Um, today, by the way, since it is our – we do this every year, the episode before the draft. It's Tony's trivia time. I've got some trivia questions for you uh, surrounding your draft and, and you know, things related to that. 
Uh, I know, I know it was, it's fresh in your mind, uh, the 1986 NFL draft. Ooh, very, very, very fresh. Um, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, before we get there, I mean, I, again, I really don't have a mock draft, but I have settled on that. I, you know, when it comes to, it's, it's impossible to say what would truly be a success and what would truly be a failure for this team right now, because so much can happen and we don't know what's going to happen. For example, on Thursday night with the 23 picks ahead of the Cowboys, we don't know if they'll trade up. We don't know if they'll trade back whatever. And so I guess generally, what are you hoping for? That, that's kind of the theme of, of our discussion. What what do you hope happens? I mean, because you can't win, you can't lose. But, but what do you hope is the result when this weekend is all over? I just hope that they get the they, they pick the guys that that are going to help them bolster their roster. And I think that there's you know, it seems to me that the Cowboys have gotten maybe in this mode of kind of building through the draft because we know the free agency and they've done that in the past. But I think this is kind of the way that they built the draft. And I, I just hope at the end of the day, I think all teams hope that they can do all their due diligence, bring the right guys in that fit their mold, fit their organization, and really ultimately are going to be a contributor the first year. Now, there's not going to be a market Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys in the right. draft. I'm going to tell you that right now. That, that's an anomaly. And one of the things I was going to talk to you and address this is that Michael Parsons may be the all-time, as far as uh, impact for rookie dra- drafted where he was last year in a draft. It's ever, if the Cowboys ever drafted, had the impact that he's had. Because, you know, they have a, you know, you talk about other guys they drafted, obviously. But a guy that's had his imprint and what he meant to this roster i cannot think but the cowboys to me i just rj i think every year we go on this well who do they who are they gonna draft are they gonna trade up and who are they gonna address offensive line at times i think yeah that's great but they ultimately gotta get the 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 guy that can really contribute (coughs) excuse me the first year now there's all speculations i like your guy from a&m but i also and i'm not taking credit for this, so NFL.com, I mean, there's a lot of projections as far as guys that they may draft. Don't be surprised if they draft the kid from Iowa or Northern Iowa, Trevor Penning. I mean, that's some play sure. as far as offensive tackle because in the offensive line, we, yeah, we'd like to see them bolster the inside because we know, but ultimately those guys you can find maybe through the, a veteran player, but I think this Trevor Penning is getting a lot of, a lot of play right now. I certainly think really i hope that the cowboys when this is all over that they have some sort of plan right now uh we have a a couple of articles up around this subject but you know okay if we don't for example if we don't come away with a tackle uh here are some veteran options we can pursue in free agency right like if we don't come away with with x you know these are our options we can go out and get right now because we drafted other players um i agree you know you brought up micah parsons and and his impact last year uh, last week, I wrote about every Cowboys draft pick over the last decade, which is just I mean, it's just a decade, but obviously there's a lot more history there. But um, I said that the greatest pick that they've had in that time is Dak Prescott. And some of that's unfair because he's a quarterback. Like, it's, it's hard to, like, you know, beat the the impact that a quarterback can have. Um, Zach Martin was awesome and, and still is awesome, obviously. But I mean. Again, I don't want to take away from Zach Martin by any means, but he doesn't play. He can't impact the game as much as Micah Parsons can. You're right. I mean, Micah, relative to contribution, might have been the the like the you know, we might have seen the largest return on investment, I guess, mm-hmm. the put mm-hmm. it uh, from him his rookie year, especially because he was used in multiple ways. I mean, and and you don't see that like ever, not just within the Cowboys. You don't see that on any on any NFL team. 
and you're right. I, I do worry that he has kind of warped the perception of some Cowboys fans. They might be thinking, oh, man, oh, this is it. Like, we'll just get another Micah Parsons. Michael, to the Cowboys credit, wasn't even the plan. They wanted mm-hmm. to play last year and they pivoted. And, and thankfully, they landed. And, and Dan Quinn deserves a lot of credit for his utilization of Micah. But um, but you're right. I mean, this I think in some way, and I hate to just be like this Debbie Downer, but like this year's you know first round draft pick will be a little bit of a letdown because you there it's impossible to live up to that standard. Exactly, and I think that's I think that that's what people got to understand that uh, again what he meant to this franchise last year. I mean, he was he would finished second or third in uh, defensive player of the year as a rookie how impactful he was. And it, it's, it, you know, to me, that's kind of an anomaly when it comes to first player. Now, you mentioned Dak Prescott. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you that. I think Dak ultimately, yes, you drafted him where you got him. That was a lot of value there. And he ends up being your franchise quarterback. But I, I guess that my comparison is the first year, maybe the second year and things sure. that can revolutionize, you know, the, the whole, the, the whole franchise as far as the defense side of the ball. But, you know, I, another thing, RJ, is that I look at how many guys that they in this year's draft and go back to next year's draft, and you probably wrote about this, and this would be a good article to do, is how many of those guys that they drafted in the last five years, six years, are still on the roster? And I think that's a good indication because not everyone's going to make the roster, but still, I think that's a good indicate indicator on how the value that they the, the due diligence and everything else. I think that that's kind of where you kind of evaluate how well they did in a draft, maybe three, four years down the line. Now, certainly Micah Parsons, he's not the he's, he's not the norm. I mean, that dude was amazing, and they got an A plus for last year because his play just single handedly just one guy. I agree, and I, you're right. I mean, you don't fully know who a team is or, or who a draft class is uh, until a few years down the road. Um, you said what three or four years? Is that what you said? Like how long you would kind of take to assess I, I would, a group? I would assess, you know, that first contract maybe four or five years. Because if we want to compare, let's go to Chocolate uh, Charlton. I mean, that's a pure example. In the first round pick, right. and that didn't work out well. So right. what do we give him? Like he was gone maybe what four years? I'm trying he, to think. He got cut as his third year began. Okay, okay. So third, fourth year, I think you're gonna. Especially the first three rounds, I would say, and the contribution that these guys can make and, and really just the state of your franchise at that point when you, you draft those guys. So I wanted to kind of piggyback off of this because mm-hmm. uh, you're a content machine. You inspired this idea. So let's look at two <laughs> drafts, one from five years ago and one from four years ago. Talking about mm-hmm. the Cowboys, because you're right, like we, we could look at last year's class and say, well, Micah Parsons was a home run, whatever. We certainly don't know about Kelvin Joseph, especially right now. Um, you know, we don't know about the three third round picks. I mean, there, there's so much, you know, Osa Digizil was obviously awesome, but, uh, but let's look at five years ago and, and then we'll do four years ago. Um, because you're right. That's the life of a rookie contract four, five years for a first round pick, assuming your options picked up and four years for, for non uh, first round picks. Now taco obviously didn't have his fifth year option picked up. never made it to that point. Uh, but 2017, here's the Cowboys draft class in 2017 taco Charlton, first round pick huge whiff. Um, Chidabea Wuze, who they let walk last year, they did not re-sign him. So he did not get a second contract with the team. Um, I think he was a fine player for them. Um, but then like changed the world. He went to the Super Bowl last year with the Bengals. So good for him. Uh, but you know, not, not a home run pick, obviously Jordan Lewis was their third round selection who still stuck around. He has gotten a second deal, but it's, it's of the smaller variety. Ryan Switzer, they took in the fourth round. They actually traded him 
one year later during the draft. So uh, obviously that didn't work out in the sixth round that year in 2017, Dallas took Xavier Woods, who pissed a lot of people off uh, now two years ago when he talked about effort and whatnot. Uh, Marquez White, the corner out of Florida State, whatever. And then they had three seven round picks that year. Joey Ivy, Noah Brown and Jordan Carroll. Noah Brown still hanging out on the roster. So, you know, you, you got. I mean, I guess a starter out of that, if you count Jordan Lewis as your nickel corner. Uh, but other than that, you know, it's just kind of role players. So that is kind of a bummer of a class to look at. Yeah, and I think you look at your first-round pick, uh, and I, I, I guess if you draft a quarterback, maybe you won't stick him in the fire right away. It just depends on what you're going to do. What You know, if you're the Jaguars, you drafted, you know, Trevor Lawrence, and you wanted to bring him right away, develop him. But with even you know, besides that, I think it's more guys can come in and expect to be the incumbent as far as making a contribution as a defensive lineman, an offensive lineman. That's a position that you've got. To, it's you know, it's one of those positions that you're the first year you're gonna. We all know to be paid the tuition of life as a rookie in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think the first and second round. Maybe the third round, there's going to be some guys that will give you depth and there'll be maybe some surprises may have a big flash in training camp and like, God, this guy is we, – we missed on him. This guy could have been a first round. You know, those type of deals. But I think, I think those positions is if you look at the Cowboys, not the sexy picks, if you're going to go with an offensive lineman, yeah, I think those guys are being to be plugged in, um, especially at the guard position where they, they need help. But still, there's these – we know this, RJ, we've been covering this. And, you know, my experience as a player is that the transition, you you can't predict what the transition is. But, but I think, I think to your point, the guys you brought up, that's a good indicator right there because all these guys, and certainly in 2017, you'd say, well, that wasn't really a very good draft for the Dallas Cowboys. It wasn't. Um, but a class that I don't think gets enough credit is their next year is 2018. And that's probably the best one to look at because we're reaching that point where are they going to get second contracts or not? Um, so th- this draft 2018, actually, I don't know if you recall, took place at AT&T Stadium mm-hmm. uh, and it took place a, a few days after Jason. Your boy, Baker Mif- your boy, Maker, Baker Mayfield. Oh, not my boy. Uh, uh-uh. No way. Not my boy. That's your boy. That's your dude. Uh, but uh, but it, it, Jason Witten had just retired. The Cowboys had just cut Des Bryant. It was a really dramatic time. Uh, and again, Witten had retired for the first time. But uh, but so 2018 at in their own building, Dallas drafted Leighton Vanderish in the first round. I, I, you know, I'm hard pressed to call that pick a success. And a lot of people disagree with that. He did get a second contract, but he did not have his fifth year option picked up. Like he's just, he's, he's not that great of a player and Dallas is able to hold on to him. Like fine. But that, was a, that was a legit, I think that Van, you know, Leighton Vanderesh, his, his trajectory was a guy that just went all the way, was peaking right away. And then his injuries, but I think they did. I think Blake, they, excuse me, uh, Leighton Vanderesh. Was uh was a was a, a was a pretty good contributor. I don't think that you could say that that guy that they didn't hit on that. I think that I, I'd give them a B on him. That's fa- I think a B is fair. He's just not to me, and I think this is obvious in the same category as like your Zach Martins and your Micahs and your you know your other first round picks. But so fine, a B is fine. Um, your second round pick that year, twenty eighteen, Connor Williams. I know a lot of people hate him. I know he had all the penalties. But the dude was a starter, and and that's the hole you're trying to fill right now. That is yep. literally the hole that is trying to be filled. That's why I want Kenyon Green. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Cowboys will miss him. I think Cowboys fans will miss him, and nobody wants to admit that. 
Uh, so I think that was a great pick. Third round pick that year, Michael Gallup. Obviously, awesome pick, especially for the value. He did get a second contract with the team. Um, so great job there. Fourth round, Dorrance Armstrong, who also got a second contract with the team. Granted, it's just a one-year deal. Dalton Schultz, their second fourth-round pick, who got the franchise tag. Uh, so technically a second contract, but still really good. Uh, Fifth-round pick, Mike White, the quarterback. Not exactly a, a, a solid pick. Um, but in the sixth round, they did draft a linebacker, Chris Covington, out of Indiana. It didn't work out. In the seventh round, they drafted Bo Scarborough um, out of Alabama. That was cool. But the other pick that I glossed over, uh, I wanted to save him for last. In the sixth round, they drafted Cedric Wilson, who was a great player for them. Um, so obviously, he left in free agency. So that's a really good class. That like, is. Like you're saying, you can evaluate it four or five years later. If we look back four years ago, the class of 2018, that was a really solid group for the Cowboys. I, I think you're right. And if you look at just one player last year, Micah, is is – the 2021 draft is that is that better than 2018 just because you had Micah Parsons and I don't I, I'd have to I think that'd be a good argument when you look at and, and again this is still a work at you know it's working uh, process you know, working process uh, that you know those guys in 2018 as you mentioned they're still on the roster they got their, their second contracts uh, were able to 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 sign as a second, you know, a second, uh, you know, term with the team, you know, to me, I think that that's, you got to look collectively, not just one guy. Now, Micah Parsons, what he did last year was he, he did a lot of stuff for like three or four dudes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you overlooked that, but barring, except the quarterback, I think that maybe that's more going to get right. more credit than a defensive player. Uh, like the caliber of Micah Parsons. For sure. I mean, and they had extra picks that year, but they traded those for, it was, I think it was a sixth round mm-hmm. pick that they traded for Tavon yeah. Austin that year. So um, pretty solid class, all things considered. Yeah. Um, but um, so I think the Cowboys have earned our benefit of the doubt a little bit. I know that that's not a, to use your favorite word, Vogue thing to say um because everyone wants to hate on the cowboys and sometimes they deserve it um but um but yeah so i i think i think it's fair to trust that they'll do the right thing this week it's just it's a stressful experience to to just kind of leave it up to them but it's an exciting time um as you well know having gone through the draft yourself um it is in fact tony time for tony's trivia are you ready for questions about your draft experience in 1986 Man, I hate when you ask me this question because it's been a long ass time ago, and you expect me to remember it. And well, I'm not used. I, you didn't send me any cheat notes or Google, so mm-hmm. by all means, let's let's do it. Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple, if you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun. But it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. 
With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. So in case anybody doesn't know, first of all, shame on you. Tony was the second overall pick in 1986. Going to yeah. start start you off with a softball, Tony. Oh, and, and I, w- I would be stunned if you got this wrong. You were the second overall pick, which means only one player was taken ahead of you. Who was that player? I'd be Bo Jackson. Where, like, do you, was that a shock to you? Like, were you, or like everybody knew, like, were you just kind of like, Bo's going to go number one and then I have a chance to go number two? I really didn't pay much attention to it. I was worried about it. I just want to get drafted in the top five picks. I just right. want to be, have the life-changing experience. So uh, okay. yeah, now, now, now that's my resume. Yeah. Well, no, you say top five. So you, Bo went one, you went two. Who went three, four, and five? Uh, three was Jim Everett. Uh-huh. And then. Uh, can you get the teams? Can you, can you do the teams? Uh, the Rams. That's incorrect. It was the Houston Oilers who took Jim Everett. Oh yeah, so they traded. The, right. I'm sorry, they traded. The, yeah, I mean, the, we're, I'm I'm being technical, but just you know, look this this is this isn't the first Tony's trivia, right? Tony, we have a higher standard to live up to here. So uh, so Jim Everett to Houston at three, number four. Um, God, it was uh, was it Keith Byers? That is incorrect. Keith Byers went ten to the Eagles. Uh, it was a quarterback, right? It was not. It was a fellow defensive lineman. That is your clue. Um, damn, I so I so want to Google all this stuff so you don't sit here and make me look bad. Uh, give me a clue. Um, his last name has to do. I I, I was going to try to do a play on words. This is tough. Um, he went to Alabama. That's your clue. Uh, that and he be, finished with thirty five and a half sacks on his career. It's not bad. Was that John Han? It was John Han. I was going to make a thing about like he puts his hand in the ground because he's a pass rusher, like, but it was just difficult. Um, to, well, to University of Alabama, correct? That's right. Uh, okay, so that's four. Number five. Uh, <laughs> it's something that you ring, isn't it? Is that a give me? Oh, you are it, you are hot. You are like you are super hot West, right now. Uh, Anthony Bell. Yeah, that's right. To who? Uh, that would be the uh, the St. Louis uh, Cardinals, right? That is correct. Look at that. I mean, that, that's that is a difficult thing to land. A lot of people would have said St. Louis Rams, but no, not Tony. Uh, the NFL was a different time in 1986. Do you remember where he went to school? Uh, I do not. I cannot recall that one. Uh, I'll give you that one. That was Michigan State. So uh, okay, no big deal there. Okay. But yeah. of the top five, you uh, are tied for the longest career in the NFL. You and Jim Everett. Uh, so everybody else uh, was done way before then. Um, so this is a little bit harder. Again, you know, we're, we're deep into Tony's trivia at this mm-hmm. point throughout the show's history. And I can't just throw you these like easy peasy ones anymore. I've asked I you. I need the softball. I need something. Right. I have big I, fat I, watermelon I can hit out of the park and splat. I've asked you before about – so Tony was drafted by, by the Atlanta Falcons again. For anybody who doesn't know, shame on you. Uh, we hate you. But uh, but so I've asked you before about your draft class there. In fact, Ken Wisenhunt, a part of your – that was one of the things I uncovered that was super cool. Um, so I will admit that these are – this is a really difficult area. 
Can you name a single member of the Dallas Cowboys who was drafted this year? Any Cowboy that was drafted in 1986? Single? Oh, I know. That's Mike Sherrard from. Wasn't he drafted by the? Wasn't he the Cowboys' first pick? He was out of what school? Uh, UCLA. That's right. Okay, can you name another? Because he's the only one that I could really name, uh, except for uh, Max and Dejas, the kicker. Of that, you know, I didn't really count that. Like in the uh, first looking, round. What was that? In the first round? No, no, no. Just any other draft picks that year. Man, it's uh, it's not a great class. I'll I'll give you that clue. You know what? I can't I can't recall. Uh, no, if if I, I no, I could not tell you another. I knew Mike Sherrard because I knew that UCLA, and I just knew in that class, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know why that that seemed vivid to me, but I cannot think of another Dallas Cowboy. Obviously in the second round, but no, I cannot. You know, Most of these me. players, so that you know, um, like didn't hang out around the team that long. <laughs> like most of these players were gone before 1990. Uh, so, in fact, Mike Sherrard, uh, I'm double checking this here, lasted one season in Dallas. So, uh, not exactly a great. Uh, th- th- this is their That's first. Th- was my was Mike Sherrard traded, or did they they didn't release him, or did he get injured? I, I believe he was traded. So, because um, okay. the hit, then he went to San Francisco. Uh, but he 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 has or he might have gone. I really don't know here. Now I have to look this up. That's he might have gone to the USFL. Ever made. Oh, because right. because his pro football reference page has an absence for three years. Um, so it says uh, so he, the Cowboys actually um, traded up and took him um, and uh, was fine. And then in. Uh, so, Wow. So it says in 1987, he came into training camp as the Cowboys' best receiver, but was lost for the year when he was tripped by a defender during a scrimmage, shattering two bones. Um, so I then it just, that. you know, you're right, just got hurt and just never really kind of got off the ground. Uh, but yeah, the 1986 Dallas Cowboys draft class, not necessarily one to write home about. Okay, so there, this is a time. Well, here's, a, here's, a, here's a little nugget, because I was okay. watching USFL over the weekend, and I was just channel surfing, and I watched some of it, not a whole lot. Uh, right. But the USFL back in when I was drafted, was a mm-hmm. great bargaining chip. Totally. Leverage. So the Arizona Wranglers drafted me. And so that was my, like, I was trying to, they were, they were, I was negotiating and that was, I was going back and forth that I was going to play in the USFL. Obviously I didn't, but. Right. Well, um, so, so that everyone's aware, because, because we have some younger listeners back then, actually this, this was, this existed up until 2011. Back then, rookies could be paid anything. They, they, there was not a rookie wage scale. So it was a matter, like you said, Tony, of negotiating your contract when you got drafted in the NFL. And so, you're, like you're saying, a lot of teams or a lot of players, excuse me, that were drafted um, that didn't necessarily want to play for the, not that this was the case for you, but like a good example is Jim Kelly. Didn't want to play for the Buffalo Bills. He was Bo a Jackson. Miami, right, Jackson. Yeah, uh, but like Jim was a Miami guy. He didn't want right. to play in the cold. That's, right. That's a great the, example. Yeah. The USFL said, look, you could play for any team you want in the USFL um, if you join our league. So he went to the Houston mm-hmm. Gamblers. Um, and a lot of players use that as leverage. There were a lot of people. What was the other league? The World Football League? Is that the one? Well, and Larry- Steve Young. Steve Young ended up signing with the, the Los Angeles. Was it? I can't think of their. Right, their, right, right. But anyway, um, he ended up making a big deal, but they ended up going bankrupt. But yeah, that was a that was really the only. And you said they could. You could, you could you, there was an unlimited amount of what you, you could sign for. And I look at the, the salaries and the sign, I'm like, damn. And um, you think about having an unlimited no salary, you, you know, salary pool for 
rookies coming out now. I know they've implemented that a few years back, but damn, nothing like it is today, brother. It is a very different time. Um, this was different. Again, there were only 27 teams in the NFL at the time, only 27 uh, first-round picks. Can you name who the last first-round pick was? So 27 overall in 1986. Um, in the last, in the this first round? The, this is the last first-round pick. So, like, the, this is the Bears pick because they're come, the 85 Bears have won the Super Bowl, so they have the last pick in the draft in the first round. So who's their first-round pick the, of the Chicago Bears? They finished oh, the gosh. first round. Um, okay, so 27th pick. Would that be Neil Anderson? Holy crap, Tony. Look at you. Man, alive. That was impressive. Out of what, out of what school? You can do this. Uh, that would be uh, Neil Anderson came out. I'll of give the you this universe, clue. I'll, universe, I'll give you this clue. So Neil, Neil Anderson was a running back. Um and you would go on to play with a very, very, very good running back who went to the same school. That's your clue. Oh, well, that would be, damn. Um, ah, so I'm trying to think. Neil Anderson went to, it was on the East Coast, right? Um, yes, technically. Not, uh, although, like, I think when people say East Coast, people think, like, the northern part of the East Coast. It is on damn. the eastern side of the country. That's your other clue. I need one more clue. Um, the color scheme for his school was kind of similar, kind of similar to his professional team with the Bears. Um, Again, not exact, okay. but kind of. University of Florida. That is correct. Emmett Smith, the running back I was talking about. Yeah. Again, I know Florida's blue is like a light blue and the Bears is navy, but still, I thought that was a good clue. Yeah, Florida's um, a southeast coast. Um, okay, so um, there is a defensive lineman who you would go on to play with who was taken in the fourth round of this draft. Um, you would go on to become very good teammates with him, very good friends. I don't want to speak for you. Um, who is that player? Um, did what I played with, correct? You did play with him, yes. And um, he was taken in the fourth round of your same draft. Uh well, he's a Hall of Famer. That'd be Charles Haley. That is correct. Do you know what pick it was? I, that's a hard question, but like around I know, he went to, I know he went to James Madison. He was probably <laughs> in the middle, the middle rounds. He was uh, is almost the exact middle of the fourth round. He went okay. 96th overall to San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, he's still pissed off about that. I mean, it's pretty but insane. I think, I, think, I, think, I think it worked out for Charles, though, right? I, I do think it did. Um, he had a, an NFL career that is, um, <laughs> you know, notable. Um, Hall of Famer. That's five right. Five-time Super Bowl champion. Um, I, I, you know, there's more pressure uh, when you get drafted in the first round to, to meet those, meet that resume, especially a Hall of Famer. So that's, uh, that's pretty, that's an amazing congratulations to Charles Haley. Um, let's see here. I'm looking for any other Hall of Famer that came from this class um, off the top of my head. Wow. Um, this is an interesting overall draft class. I haven't looked at it, I mean, in a year since we last did Tony's trivia. Uh, but, uh, man, there, there are. Wasn't, there wasn't, you know, I, I think that when I came out, I mean, obviously, here's the thing. is like when you're drafted uh, high, there's a lot of expectations and pressure. And I think that I put myself in a position that that's kind of what, my expectations were and to meet the, the standards. I think mm -hmm. the standards are in the first round, you'd be a pro bowler, you know, as an alternate. Um, and 
to go uh, you know further with that Hall of Famer. So there's all these expectations as you hope, and the percentages of doing that is a lot lower than a lot of people may think. Just because sure. you're a first round draft pick doesn't necessarily you're going to be in a Hall of Fame or meet the requirements that that people want to put on you. I agree. I mean, it's I mean, think about like how many players are in the NFL. There's like three thousand players, and there's only like. 30 Pro Bowl spots. You know what I mean? Like just that's just one year. And to be very clear again, because I, I we do have younger listeners. The Pro Bowl it, when Tony was playing was legit. Like to be a Pro Bowler was a big deal. It wasn't like today where, you know, you're down to like your eighth or ninth alternate because dudes don't want to play in it. And, but and it, was would, a, it was it was a joke, though. I And I'm not to interject, but it was a joke the way they voted for the Pro Bowl, because right. as you mentioned, it was a huge honor. I mean, it was incentives. It was, you go to wives, it's this prestige. You know, this uh this honor and when he used to go in and vote for it, guys it's like okay well who's up on there i know that guy i know that guy okay i'm going all right let's get out of here so to me i think that unless you had a name and you had you were charles haley or someone and you played on a team you know and, and that was that won and certainly in atlanta we didn't do that you had a tendency to get overlooked but it was is your, your point and it was it was it wasn't a flag football game like it is now, which I wish it should have been, but it was a huge honor, man. Go over to Hawaii, hang out, party, have a good time, and uh, be labeled as one of the best. And I will I will mention this: Tim Green um, was a 17th pick in that same draft. And, you. Uh, yeah, and, and you know Tim and I we, right before Mike Sherrard, by the way. Right, right, and he was out of Syracuse, a tremendous guy. And, and one thing now is just so sad; he's got ALS and. He was a tremendous dude, but I just remember, you know, they picked two defensive linemen in the first round in Atlanta. And I think a lot of people at the time, they thought Dan Hannon, he was a coach in RJ, and Ken Harrock was a GM, thought they were crazy not to draft Jim, Jim Everett because here I am, this nose tackle, defensive tackle that went ahead of them. And But anyway, it's uh, it's good to go back and look at that. And I got to lie to you, man. I cheated. You know I did. I I trusted you, Tony. Um, okay, then I have I have three more. It's really two more. Just a little. I have okay. Three more. Um, so the first these the first one's kind of easy. How many rounds were there during the 1986 NFL draft? Twelve. That's correct. Very different time. Again, this is, a long, it was a long ass draft. I think they I think they drafted to the next month. I think it was in April, and I think the draft went on until like the like uh, Cinco de Mayo. Um, okay. So, um, but this is, this is the last question, but it's a two-parter. So you were the second overall pick in 1986. Who -hmm. were the second overall picks the year before you and the year after you? Cause I I have Uh, to imagine if I was you, I would, I would, you know, that anybody would do that. Anybody would be like, okay, I want to be a better, I want to be the best second overall pick ever. Like, right. And so let's go the year before you first, this is 1985. I I, I, I don't, I know Bruce Smith was the first pit player pick. He was uh, the number one pick. overall pick in 1985. Yes. And I just can't. Gosh dang. Um, trying to think of who came out. Um, I don't think it wasn't. It, it wasn't the. It wasn't a quarterback. I will tell you that. Right. That is correct. Uh, it was a it was a running back. Correct. Incorrect. Uh, well, that narrows it down. Uh, did I, I will, know that I will give you a clue, but it will probably Pat, give it away. Pat say Jack, I, I, I need a vowel. Could you um, give me an E? <laughs> again, this clue is probably going to give it away, but I'm okay with that. He was okay. your teammate when you were a rookie, and he was badass on your team. Wow, uh, gosh. 
in Atlanta, correct? correct. Uh, that would be. Uh, He's an all pro your rookie year and your second. Oh, season Bill Fralick. Yep. Bill Fralick. The um, late Bill Fralick. Second overall pick. This, the 1985 draft, the first round, pretty sick. That's dude. pretty legit. Yeah. Um, Bill was an amazing player, man. It's just, and I, yeah. I, I were, that. Uh, there were three Hall of Famers taken in the first round in 1985. Obviously, Bruce Smith. Uh, can you name the other two? This was a surprise question. And I know this isn't your draft, but again, it's your, your time. Like you're, when you're, you know, in the mix, um, it's two other, and then we'll go to 1987 after this. Oh gosh. Uh, I'm trying to think your clue is one of them is also a defensive lineman. Um, and also one of the top five, they even give you two clues. Top five, but that would be, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on this one, RJ. So the top five in 1985, uh, number one to Buffalo, Bruce Smith, obviously Bill Fahlick, number two to Atlanta. Ray Childress went three. Oh, yeah. I should have known that. To the, well, the one I'm talking about is number four to the Minnesota Vikings, Chris Dolman. Oh, Dolman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the second Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Right. Hall of Famer. The, the third Hall Ray of Childress, Famer. Ray Childress should be in a Hall of Famer. Agreed. Very, very much agreed. Um, the third Hall of Famer, by the way, Al Toon went in this draft. Uh, his son, New York Nick, uh, was awesome yeah. uh, a few years yeah. ago. Uh, but anyway, uh, the third Hall of Famer, you're going to kick yourself for this one uh, with, with the 16th overall pick. One selection before the Dallas Cowboys took Kevin Brooks. The San Francisco 49ers took Jerry Rice. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I mean, that's and that's that's remarkable. So that was 1985. Great. Yeah. Um, 1987. Who was the second overall pick the year after you? So this person had to live up, live in the long shadow of Tony Casillas. And I should have known you're going to ask me all these damn questions. I should have yeah. prepared for this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, way to, to make me look bad, RJ. Um, look, this is this is your life. I mean, you're the one who lived it. I, I know I did, but <laughs> sometimes I it, it's not as refreshing. It's been a long time. But uh, all right, 1987. First player picked in a draft. Second be... player. We're talking second overall. Pick. Okay, second player. Um, I'll tell you the first. The first, uh, like, long-time NFL player actually played. Think, think about it. He was drafted in 1987. His last year registered as a player was 2007. Vinny Testaverde. Oh, wow. Number one overall pick, baby. Yeah, Vinny Former Testaverde. Cowboy. Yeah, uh, Vinny. Uh, I think I played forever. Uh, <laughs> let's see. But right after Vinny. Okay, I need a one 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 more clue. I need a okay. Dessert. So Vinny went one. You're looking for who went two, but three, you've been asking about running backs. Three and four were actually running backs. So one Vinny, two question mark, three was Alonzo Highsmith to the Oilers, and four was Brent Fullwood to the Packers. Wow, that's good. Man, so this to... this player went in between the two running backs and Vinny. Um I would tell you the team, but I feel like that would be cheating. Um, I will say Defensive side of the ball went to a very, very well-renowned program for college football. Went to Alabama, correct? That's correct. Tracy Rocker. Incorrect. Tracy oh. Rocker. Uh, I think you might have the wrong year because he's not a first okay. rounder. Okay, wrong. Um, okay. Uh, Cornelius Bennett. That's correct. Look See at you. <laughs> See, hey, it's all coming back. All you uh, just had to throw me up a couple of clues. and <laughs> You know, I think that that's – that's reasonable. Yeah. I, consider, I, mean, I, I don't, I mean, that's a long time ago. And I remember the names. I just don't know the, all I know is the, 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 you know, the draft I was drafted in 
the year and the pick. I um I won't that ask you these though. questions, but uh, the 1987 first round only had one Hall of Famer. So the previous uh, 1985 had three. Um, 1987 had one. It was Rod Woodson for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, wow. Isn't that um, crazy? It really is. And like, again, to put in perspective, I don't mean to make you feel bad, but how long ago this was. Uh, and this was not your draft, to be fair. This was the one year later. Uh, but the last pick in the first round in 1987 uh, to the New York Giants was Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram's. Oh, wow. Obviously All right. Let me ask you this. I don't even. And I mean, I'm turning turning the tables on you. Okay, I closed which, all my stuff. So which 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 draft which uh, which draft first round draft has the most Hall of Famers? Probably nineteen eighty three, I would guess. Okay, I mean because because you've you've got the aforementioned Jim Kelly, uh, Dan Marino. Um, I mean, like nineteen. I actually let me look at that now because so I'm, I'm going to look at that. I'm going to pull that up. Uh, the eighty three draft, and they have like that one is so like famous. 80, so, oh, how can I forget John Elway? So Hall of Famers, oh, yeah. just the first round. There are six Hall of Famers in the first That's round. That's pretty. Yeah, I was um, going to say that 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 draft, as far as quarterbacks, there will never be anything quite like that. No, I mean, even nineteen eighty three. Even like like Todd Blackledge, not a like great NFL player, but like a really famous person. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a really like notable draft. Uh, but the, the six Hall of Famers and Jim Jeffcoat was a first round pick in 1983. But uh, but so the six Hall of Famers, in case anybody's curious at home, John Elway, number one overall, Eric Dickerson, number two overall, Jimbo Covert, number six overall to the Chicago Bears, Bruce Matthews to the Oilers, of course, made it all the way to the Titans um, at, uh, at number nine overall. So you got four in the top 10, four in the top nine, actually, alone. Jim Kelly, of course. At 14, even though he uh, he told them to, to piss off and went to the USFL for a little bit. And then the final two picks of the first round, Dan Marino to the Dolphins and Daryl Green to uh, the Washington franchise. I love Daryl Green. I don't know if I've ever told you this. My uncle played at Texas A&I with him. So um, one of the fastest men alive ever. Oh, my gosh. That dude, dude could outrun most people at the age of 50 so fast. <laughs> He digressed. He went from a four three to a four five when he was. Uh, but uh, to me, when, you know, after reminiscing about that, about that nineteen eighty three draft, the greatest first round draft of all time in the NFL, without a doubt. You know, I know, like I don't mean to be a prisoner of the moment, but twenty fourteen has a chance to live up to that. And just as we um, as we wrap here, right uh, now, though, I mean, right, 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 right. I'm talking it's, like it's, yeah, yeah. this will have to be several years in the future, obviously. But ju- these are just some of the players taken in twenty fourteen. Um, Aaron Donald, who will be in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Zach Martin, obviously, he's a Hall yep. of Famer. Um, but then you you look at it, and it also featured all sorts of wide receivers. Uh, well, it had Blake Bortles and Johnny Menzel. How could we forget? But um, but Odell Beckham is in this class. Um, Mike Evans is in this class. Sammy Watkins is in this class. Again, this is not 1983, but, but it's Odell a pretty Beckham, sick class. If his if his career was over now, he wouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Odell, I agree. Um, so. but my point is like there are some legitimate you've got Aaron Donald and Zach Martin perhaps and when their careers are over they will have been the best players at their position I, I, their I agree agree but I'm, I'm talking as far, as far as Hall of Famers in one round That's and the true. names that you just mentioned that that was my 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 question was that based based on what are those all those guys are in the Hall of Fame now you know what six, Tony six you guys are, in the first round you are the content machine and next year Every major network will be doing because it'll be the 50 year anniversary next year of the 1983 NFL draft. So it'll be all sorts of 
Is that 50? No, 40. No, How can I say 50? Come on, dude. I'm not that old. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Wait, wait. Let's do the math. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Still, it'll it's be the 40 time. year anniversary. It's been a long time ago. Come on. It'll be the 40 just... year anniversary, which is crazy. That's what um, your reference is. It's like, dude, it's just 50 years. It's been a long time. I mean, come on. I think it's so sad that the 92 Cowboys turned 30 this fall. Like, that is such a depressing thing. Um, but, um, Anyway, uh, okay, Tony, well, let's hope the Cowboys uh, have a draft that in 30, 40, 50 years we're talking about is holy crap. The Cowboys drafted, you know, nine Hall of Famers with their nine picks. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, your official prediction on who they pick. Ken Youngry, is that who you want? Yeah, I, I, I think that's legit. Cool. That has to be a safe. And maybe the kid from, you know, Northern Iowa. Okay. Offensive tackle. Just, just get, get get some offensive line help at the end of the day. That's what we're looking for. How surprised uh, would you be if they they don't go offensive line? I would be stunned because they haven't addressed it. I I don't like. It's not like Dante Fowler and James Washington are great free agent moves, but they've at least brought bodies in at those spots. They haven't brought a single body in along okay. the offensive line, and they've lost two starters. They have to address it. Yeah. Um, so okay. Uh, everybody, we'll have yourselves a great rest of draft week. We'll, uh, we have a lot coming out all across the Blog and the Boys universe. Everybody have a great day. We'll see you next Tuesday. This was the this episode has come from ebay you know real when you feel it and with ebay authenticity guarantee you don't have to wonder you know that every inch stitch sole and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic maybe it's a designer handbag sneakers that pop jewelry that shines as bright as you do with ebay authenticity guarantee you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach ensure your next purchase is the real deal Visit ebay.com for terms. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.